Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. You need to say it's time. Stay calm. Help. I need somebody. Help. Don't ask me a question. If you don't, when they hear what my answer is, I'm gonna answer. Not just anybody. You know I need someone. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again. Shock Therapy Live is happening right now on the Nathan and Vex podcast. Right now. Right now. Welcome, John Wesley Crockett. Man. Wow. Pastor John Wesley Crockett, I should say. Honored and humbled. It's exciting. So good to be with you both tonight. I've been looking forward to this for about one month. Hmm. Has it really been a month? It has been yeah, a month. Yeah, you know, considering we only do this once a month. Well, you know, or the fourth the fourth Wednesday of mm-hmm. the month. Mm-hmm. That yeah. does only happen once a month. Once a month. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Going to answer your questions that you have sent us. I'm a little nervous about today because some of these questions are are challenging. <laughs> and I'm so nervous that I'm going to say the wrong thing. So let me put this out there. I am not an expert. Jay West kind of is. Mm. I, I would say Jay West me, is an expert. Well, is he okay, an expert? Hold on. That's that's why you're the here. Official expert. <laughs> that's so, your purpose. So, so wow. You can't mess up. Nathan and I can mess up. Yeah. It, listen, re- what Rebecca and I have have to say carries no weight mm. whatsoever. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we are well. not responsible for the advice we get. <laughs> right. Whatever we say, it's it's kind of like a grain of salt type deal. Uh, whatever Jay West says, though, just go ahead and yep, just take the totally. whole block. Yep. So, yep. Okay. No pressure. Now mm-hmm. that's very clear. Your mouth is wow. like a salt mine. Oof. And we have like no easy questions. Yeah. Here. Well, no, we do have one. One. One yeah. easy question. Well, maybe two. Maybe two. Okay. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But first, how 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 are you, Jay West? How's your good? How's your month gone? Man, it has been full on and getting acquainted with new church family and families in general, adults, students, the whole spec. It's pretty awesome. It's he's, been really good. He's so nice about how he explains how everything's going because I was explaining on my way here, like everything is just so overwhelming at this moment, like with work and moving and all the newness that's happening that when I get really overwhelmed instead of like dealing with it like little bits of it at a time I just want to deal with nothing like if I could just take a nap or something like I'm kind of like a toddler when when a toddler gets upset and, and they feel overwhelmed or they don't like what's going on and they just plop themselves down and refuse to move mm-hmm. yeah that was me this morning <laughs> but then this cat wandered into my driveway <laughs> And it was like, it was like a kid cat, you know, like it wasn't full like, grown oh. and it wasn't a kitten. Yeah. Kit it cat. was just like, yeah, Delicious, it, was, it was a kit cat. It was a kit cat. Oh my gosh. <gasps> if we keep it, can no. we name it no. kit cat? You can name it kit. Oh my gosh. That would be perfect. You can't go Good full kit. You can't go Nathan. full kit cat. You know, that's how I've gotten every pet is like, I think of such a great name. That's like that. Jay was is like. Okay, that's a good name. Yeah, you can have that dog and name it Elvis. And once we had a dog named Jack and there was this cat that I wanted and I was like, we could name it Jill and then we'd have Jack and Jill. And so we got Jill and then we called her Jilly Billy Boo Boo. Yeah, she was fat. Yeah. And a little bit of a jerk. Live on the Reese farm <laughs> and we never saw her again. Yeah, it turns out farm life is not for her. Jilly Billy Boo Boo. No life is for her anymore. Oh my gosh, that's not confirmed. <laughs> right. She may have found a nice family to take care you of. You know her. what? She went to a different farm, I'm sure. <laughs> and there's so many cats there. Even more cats than, mm-hmm. than at my farm. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. And she's happy. I and bet she is. You know, it's great. Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing all right. It was a stressful evening. <laughs> you were getting a bit, here. You were a bit delayed. Yep. Like it was like one thing on top of another, yeah. And I got a little angry. Did you really? I actually like started me. losing my temper. <laughs> By the way, JOS, I don't know if you picked up on any of it, but he's shaking his head. Yes, I, I, I may have given. Uh, I, I spoke to JOS whilst in a tude. 
and there may have been some that uh, translated over through my words. Were I you throwing a tantrum? I didn't throw. I, no, and I didn't. Oh, wait, I'm I didn't sorry. Insult, I'm sorry. Wait, what's the other word I'm uh, supposed to use there? Not tantrum. Oh, were you processing? Were you processing what was going on? <laughs> I was no. I was done. I I had processed and I wasn't happy about it. Is is the problem? Let Let's say you were two and a half hours delayed because of uh, circumstances. Yeah. yeah. That so, kept happening. So I was I was at work and uh, had to close by myself. That's not a big deal. And so I was closing. Took a little bit longer just because there was some things that needed to be done. So after I do that. Then I need to I need to head back to clean Maggie's house, make sure everything's going on going going according to plan. There they had a leak in their basement, so I was checking that, making sure that all went well. Um, and so we stopped the leak, also stopped all water pressure or any water source at all coming into their house. So um, I haven't taken a shower in a while, <clears throat> but can tell. Yeah, I know. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> then uh, then spent some time there. And then I went to my parents' house because I had to take my laundry there because um, I discovered the leak whenever I went down to do mm. laundry. And so I uh, couldn't, couldn't do that. And so I took all my laundry. By the way, all of my laundry. Um, these are uh, recycled socks. Anyway, so I go to my parents' house, take my laundry over there, and uh, and start that. And then my mom is like, you know, you know, headlights. I'm not wearing my podcast You're socks. You're not wearing your podcast They're socks. dirty. We need to stop. <laughs> stop the recording right now. This is not going to go well. They're You've never not worn your podcast never. socks. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, <laughs> that's it for the Nathan Beck's podcast. Good shock therapy live. Thank you guys so much yep, for glad listening. glad we could answer those questions for got, you. Got all the an- questions answered. So we are. Can't uh, wait till next time in next four month, weeks. We'll answer. Four more weeks. Um, if, the, if this was any example of how uh, shock therapy live goes, then I'm sure we'll have just countless, countless questions for next time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So as you could tell, I tried to start off with a positive because mm-hmm. I have been meeting a lot. We've been meeting Wait, a lot of on. people. Wait, hold on. Nathan didn't oh, finish with done. his mom. His mom noticed oh. something while he was at the house. Yeah. Then my headlight's out. And so I was like, that's fine. I that's I have an extra headlight because I had to replace the other one and I bought a two pack. And so I go into my car. <laughs> it's not there. Where the freak is my extra headlight? No idea. I think somebody stole it. So. Uh, yeah, that's likely. Yeah. They stole my freaking headlight, dude. Right out of my glove box. So I have to drive to O'Reilly now to get a headlight. Um, and so I did that, but I used my dad's car. So I didn't have to replace it right then and there. Uh, so, yeah, that was a, that was a whole thing. And it took way longer. I feel like the story didn't really, like, sell how long this all took. I also took some time <laughs> to pet my cat whenever I got home because I don't see him very often. Sterling? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Best cat in yeah, the world. but you're here. You're here, oh, and, man. And then I made it. And then Jay was kept asking for like hype music okay. before we even started so the podcast. And let me explain. Man, okay, I'm pretty Hold focused, on. and we should be able to get started right away. I, but sometimes Nathan gets distracted. <laughs> now I have Nathan and Jay Wes here, and yes. both of them keep getting distracted. Okay, are we ready to start? Well, as you know, I like to start off with a positive, and so yes, even though all that I already said, which is a snapshot of meeting a lot of people, it was really a cover up for what happened earlier. Do I need to remind you what happened earlier? Because I had a Your breakdown. Your deodorant? <laughs> My deodorant breakdown, or should I say it was a deodorant breakup because the scent was intense. And Jay West has a deodorant problem. Let, I have let, an let actual me, issue with hold this on. Let scent. Let me sum this up. So with, in the meantime, while Nathan is taking two and a half hours to get here, <laughs> I'm driving around okay. in a vehicle with I'm my sorry. husband, which I'm very thankful for that opportunity to get that time together. That's wow. great. However... Yeah. Um, he wore deodorant that I'm allergic to or Evidently. something because it was, the scent was very strong, very pungent. Pungent would and, be the uh, word. <laughs> was, was piercing my sinuses okay. and mm-hmm. giving me a really bad headache and made me nauseous and he had to actually get out of the car so I could breathe. This sounds really dramatic. Yeah. Um. It was. It was traumatic. So we had to go back home so he could wash his armpits. <laughs> that was the problem. That was how... Yes, my day's been going. And I changed into my pajamas so that uh, I'd be a lot more comfortable for the podcast. And Jairus, how did that make you feel? Honestly, um, she was very clear on the way it made her feel. 
because I had not only deodorant, this is the other problem, not only do I have deodorant that's a little too pungent, my cologne, I guess, was too strong. Wow. And together Wait, they were a swarm no, you said, of... You said it wasn't the cologne, you just said it was the deodorant. Did you have cologne on too? Okay, so when I... Oh, now it's honesty changed, time. Now I changed it's honesty outfits, time. I went, wow, that was a little strong. <laughs> Sprayed too many sprays. But here's the thing. All my friends I've done ministry with for the last decade are like, Jay West, you might need to back down the cologne. So if you're listening, yeah. I know you're nodding your head. Anybody yeah, who has ever and worked realized, with Jay West really? my goodness, feels yeah. you were the that same kid way. in middle school. <laughs> yes. The seven he, bottles of cologne. He kept cologne in his locker I did. so that he could respray it anytime, anytime he passed his locker. Ralph Lauren Safari on those adventurous days through the halls of high school. That was that was me. <laughs> and people are like, who's wearing all the cologne? Like, uh, me. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I, I also need to mention mentioned that I did not complain about it. I I didn't even tell him that it was windows his, down. his scent that was bothering Heater me. I just, on. I cracked the windows. AKA cracked the window. No, it was full on down. The window was down. Okay, I I cracked it and then I had to roll it down when I started getting nauseous, but I still wasn't complaining yeah, and I still did not say you stink and it's giving me a headache. You figured that out on your own. Well, you and know, I was very gracious even mm. though you were like, "Great." No, I'm annoying you. Now I have to go home and wash my armpit. <laughs> Which I stepped out of the car because I was afraid you were going to get sick. Yeah. Yep. What a man. So, so what's there, our there first question? Our, there, <laughs> there is our first. <laughs> so the that. first question that we have is, um, Jay Wes, how do I tell my husband I hate his cologne <laughs> and it makes me not want to be around him anymore? Ouch. <clears throat> I have an idea on this. How would you answer that question? I, I would say you just need to crack the windows mm-hmm. or roll mm-hmm. them down when it's like 40-something degrees outside. He'll get the picture. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Worked for me. Solutions. All right. So we're Person uh, who asked that question, there's your answer. All right. <laughs> Let's get, are, you, are you guys actually ready to start? I'm, I'm ready to ready? start. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> ready for us to start. All righty. The first... Oh, gosh. I don't actually have it pulled up. Hold on. That was really anticlimactic. Um, Thank you, everybody, for texting in the questions. Yeah, that's... I appreciate like I it. said, I'm a little nervous about these because some of them are a little more difficult than last time. Yeah. Uh, to your question, the F word is a part of my everyday language. Nathan. Oof. Yeah. Talk to um, me Well, it's a problem. If it's, if it's just how everyone talks... Why is it such a bad thing? Isn't it more about the motive behind it? Did Andy Minio send in this question? Okay, okay. No, this is a really great question because I've actually Mm -hmm. pondered this before because I have a lot of friends who do use language all the time and sometimes it bothers me, especially when they use language a lot, but they're not using it out of, like, frustration. It's just, it's like... I don't know, just a transition word. And even though for me it's uncomfortable, for them this is what they've grown up with and it's just a part of their language. And I feel like it is about the heart behind it. You know, if you're using it to curse somebody or out of frustration or something, but I don't know. I'm why that's a good question. It's a great question. I don't have an answer for that, but I, I've asked that same question. Well, I appreciate the fact that this listener is being completely transparent about something that's very common, as, as pointed out, um, that I can even relate to. Just as a kid, as a student, um, as a young adult, that is constantly right there. In fact, I can't even watch movies because it plagues my thoughts from just like my former days. It's like I can go to sleep after hearing F word, whatever. Just it's in my thoughts. I wake up with it. It's just there. And so... That is something that we all have to deal with. And the reality of that word carries a lot of weight because it's not meant to bless, it's meant to curse. And it's really this, there's an underlying tone with words of that degree. And I mean, let's be clear, it is it is a major word. I mean, it's a, it's a word that'll get you fired, it'll word that'll get you reprimanded. However, um, that's something that the, the human spirit has to wrestle with. So I would say, you know, for me, because it's something that very much resonates it's going to be a constant battle, and it's something we can all identify with, and it's not being like, hey, I'm greater than you because I'm not saying as much. No, it's it's the fact that still in the human heart, uh, our heart struggles. It gets misaligned, and that's a word that easily that we're all tempted to say and participate in, but if there was a verse I would use, um, 
if someone was like, hey, was there a button? Does the Bible speak to this? Is the scripture speak? Yeah. James 3.10, which talks about blessing and cursing. And uh, that's something that you should be an encouragement, not a sense of judgment. Like, oh my gosh, like God's raining down judgment on you because you struggle with, no, what, what it's supposed to help create is a picture that's healthy for us in our struggle to, rec- to recognize that God wants to help us through that. Mm-hmm. and has a plan for you through that, even though we may hear it. We have coworkers, friends that struggle with it. You know, our hope is that we would be able to rise above it and pull others with us above it. Um, because, again, it's not a word that's going to bless someone. It's actually, it, it, it's a cutting word. It's a profane word. And so... But is it a, a cutting word for everybody? Like, is there certain people that handle the word differently, that they're okay with you saying it, and, and you know that group of people that's okay? Or... Should this just not be used at all, ever, in any circumstance? Isn't there a verse that says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth? Would this be considered corrupt communication? I know corrupt communication can mean a lot of things. It can mean Mm -hmm. dirty jokes or actually just straight up putting somebody down, you know, or or whatever. But couldn't that translate or does that translate to words as well? Yeah, it does. In fact, you know, when Jesus was encountering the religious leaders of the day, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and he, what he was saying, he was confronting the wickedness of their heart, their misaligned heart. And although they may not have necessarily used this word or words that are familiar to us in our culture today, uh, the, the underlying issue was, was the heart. And he said that you speak death all day long. It's like this, your throat is an open grave and you're, you're speaking these things that cut people. And uh, I mean, there's a number of times I can remember being cut with that word in particular, being associated with that word. And it's like, yeah, there's an underlying tone that, mm-hmm. that it is meant to cut. And it, it misaligns relationships. It fractures us and, and definitely our communication. Didn't Jesus call the Pharisees brood of vipers? And yes. isn't that a curse word? He was, them, I mean, he was letting them know, you are out of line. You're out of context. But wasn't that considered like yeah. a cutting word in the he time? Was, he was cutting them um, in the way that was guiding them back to recognize their position. I don't know if that necessarily means it was a curse word, though. Yeah. I could say you're stupid and still cut you without cursing. Yeah. So is words like you're stupid <laughs> on the same level as saying curse words because they're cutting words? No, I would say not. Why? Because it's a it has it carries a different weight. Yeah. If I could, if I said you're freaking stupid, or used a different f word then it would carry a lot more weight. Not because of the stupid word, but yeah, because of the other Yeah, I feel like calling me word. stupid carried more weight than anything. It's, it, well, it's, I, you know, that's just you personally, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Rebecca, you're actually just like... <laughs> just call me freaking stupid. <laughs> but if I used the Hold F on, word, I if I used the F word and was like, that was such a, like, you're, you're freaking stupid, then I think yeah. it carries more weight. Also, I agree. It takes it another another degree. I probably would have left the room if you said that. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. But if I was like, Rebecca, you're just being stupid. Then, so then so is, the, is the point of all of this is we should try to use words that lift people up and not tear people down all the time? Is that the point of this? Um, actually, this question kind of specifically said, if it's just how everyone talks, why is it such a bad thing? Like, because it's a like if everybody that has weight, it, then... You know, why is it still considered bad? But, you know, if everybody was going around murdering, murdering is still bad. And obviously that's like a very extreme example, but it's an example, you know, it still relates. Like I didn't grow up in a household where that was affirmed to be able to talk like that. But my parents were very aware in my behavior and attitude that like that was a part of something I struggled with. So they were trying to help me through it. Mm -hmm. Although I had my weak moments where I would shout it or say it, be like, whoa, and then there was like this amped up. Again, it didn't edify. It was cutting. It hurt. And, of course, there was disciplinary action at that age. But even into my young adult years, it was like, man, this is destructive. Mm-hmm. And then even in relationships, I saw whether it be, oh, gosh, what, with whether it's in the church or outside the church, uh, I've seen it both. It's just, it's just destructive, and it's not helping people get to their next level of their best. I cursed a lot in high school. And a day came where I had to like ask myself, like, why am I doing this? And uh, my answer was because I thought it made me look cool. And then I was like, you know what? I don't. Yeah. If I'm only cussing because it makes me look cool, I'm not doing that anymore. 
because I'm so above that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, I just decided I wow. I wasn't going to. I just wasn't going to cuss anymore, and I didn't, and I haven't. It's always weird to me. Yeah, and you see this a lot in radio. Is that like you know some people are like well it's just a part of my my vocabulary I can't help it but then they'll like go on radio go mm-hmm. on air sure. and suddenly all their language is clean you sure. know. Yeah, because they get a big fine if they say a word. Right. Ooh. Exactly. Fine. And and so you know we might it carries not... more weight. And it, here's the thing, <laughs> Texter, you may not have to pay a fine here on Earth. <laughs> wow. But there was one day that you will. You know. He just went next level. I, uh, that's the reality of it. <laughs> I mean, really, if you unless, wanted... unless Jesus forgave you, and then. Then you're forgiving, and that's for, the biggest. All that's that, the biggest so. thing through all of it. I would say to this listener, as they're processing their own, just their own motive behind it, to just those they're surrounding themselves with. You know, they have an opportunity uh, to check that at their heart and be like, okay, why am I doing this? And then answer that for themselves. And if they choose daily to take that high road, if you will, it'll start influencing others. Where they're like, why don't you say this anymore? Because they're choosing to take the high road. Also, the scripture that says to be above reproach. Like anything that could lead somebody astray. Like if yeah. you say, "Well, I'm a Christian," and but then yeah. you curse, and that makes somebody question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether you are or not. Then you're not yeah. above reproach with that. Yeah, I I really do hate that mentality that that people get of like, well, I mean, you know, if it's just the motive behind it, even if I'm a Christian, I can I can say this word, sure, you know, or I can. I mean, I mean, it could go even further. You know. Well, I can drink without getting drunk, but like it's not necessary, you know. And that's just one example. I don't know. I just hate. I, I hate the mentality of it. Of like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not inherently bad or whatever. It's not bad for me to do. I have no conviction over this thing. Yeah. But if you're causing somebody else to stumble or yeah. even hindering somebody from sure. coming to Christ in the first place, then that's on you. And that's uh, yeah. that's not something I'm willing to put on my own conscious. And I'm telling you, whether someone has believed on Christ or has not yet believed, you still love that person where they're at. Mm -hmm. Because we all have to come to grips with the reality of our sin, and whether it be this particular word or another word or something else that's cutting, we have to come to the grips with our heart. Yeah. Here's here's, uh, another question, and I don't want to get, like, sidetracked or anything, but I think, I, I don't know. Anyway, here's my question. If some people um, have have convictions over words that aren't in today's society considered a curse word, sure. for instance, I know people who won't say "freak" because th- to them they're like, "I don't, I don't want to say that word," you know, yeah. whether it's because it's too close to a different word or they're just personally convicted. And so for them, because they've been given that conviction over that word, if they were to say "freak," it'd be a sin. Correct? Am, am I correct? correct question mark okay um okay like we considered sucks to be a curse word oof, like i've grown up yeah. and i was never allowed Ow. to say that Ooh. and however i have a friend that says it a lot and eventually i got to the point where i was like no there's actually nothing like a lot of people say this word and i don't find anything wrong with it anymore and then i started saying it yeah and like i didn't feel weird when i said yeah. it but does that mean that now i'm saying a curse word because I no. once felt like it was a curse word because my mom told me not to say it. And then <laughs> I thought, you know, actually yeah. this word is acceptable in society. Sure. But doesn't that correlate with the F word? Like the F word is acceptable in society now. So that makes that less a curse word, just like the word sucks. Well, I think we've identified a spectrum here between the two words. If we want to use those two words as an example, which I will not say. However, <laughs> I know for me personally <laughs> that I know where it will take me to start with even that one little step toward mm-hmm. a word that might get to the F word. Because that's a part of, again, you had to come to, I had to come to grips with that. Like, no, I'm not going to make that a part of my vocabulary anymore. And then, of course, that was years ago. But still, I would tell friends of mine, like, if I said that word, and again, not judging them, but even that word that you just said, like if I start making that, the, yeah, the S word. Yes, that. The, well, the other. That, S not word. not that one, but no, the no, other no. one. The other. Yes. The other S word. That even going there for me, I know it's so quick that I could be like, oh man, what's keeping me back from saying the next level, mm-hmm. and then the next level, and becomes a part of my heart now. And again, it's just coming to place with why am I even taunted or tempted to say those things, and what's the heart behind it? Cool. We Boom. ready to move on?
Next question. You know, nice. Did we? Did we well, I don't know. <laughs> you tell us. Text us, yeah, us on know. the text line. Let us know uh, how you feel about that. Hear from you. Like to hear your opinion. Alrighty. Next question. That was texted in. I've been told by a few people this woman I work with is interested in me. I just don't like the idea of dating somebody I work with. Do you think I should have given it a chance? P.S. I've already told her I'm not interested simply because we work together. Do you think she believes me? Hmm. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for texting that in because that is severely delicate. I don't know how else you go to work with that not being the first thing on your mind when you get in your car to head to the office. Okay, my first question here is, is it really because you don't want to work with some, or you don't want to date somebody you work with, or is it because you don't like anybody there that you work with? Maybe that's, yeah, that's what because I'm Because if, okay, so is it just, okay, is the rule, <laughs> I don't want to date somebody I work with, or are you just saying that because there's nobody at your work that you actually want to date? Correct. Because... If this one girl came in and was like, woo, this is the perfect girl. This is like, if I have a list of like, man, if this girl walks through the door, I'm marrying her. You might change that rule, right? Like all of a sudden dating somebody that you work with is okay. But right now there's nobody that you work with that you feel is worthy of dating. So basically you're asking, is it just because you're not interested in her uh-huh. or is it actually because? Yeah, I'm asking this texter to answer that question honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, is that the case or are you just making that excuse because it was an easier way to say, I'm not interested in you than just going up to her and saying, yeah, I don't like you like that. By the sound of the question, it sounds like he wouldn't mind the idea of dating her, but he just has that 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 rule that rule that mm-hmm. he doesn't. Um, I mean, it sure. worked for Jim and Pam. <laughs> I was huh? just thinking, okay, in the scenario of the office, okay, I get that. The circumstance, I think, it kind of goes along with your point, Rebecca. If if she was, if you were into her enough that you were like, oh, I really wish I could, then you would just you would just break the rule. You'd be like, you know what, it's a stupid rule anyway. Throw it out the window. I'm going to date this beautiful human being. You know what I'm saying? So I yep. say, I say, listen, if you're not willing to break your rule to marry her or to, to date her. She's probably not the right one. Yeah, keep your rule. You know? It's not, it's However, not worth it. having the rule of not dating somebody you work with I don't, I I think it's a stupid rule. I've heard of that rule a lot, Mm -hmm. actually. You know, I understand if you date somebody and you break up with them there, that that's awkward. Also, Mm -hmm. I understand some offices have the rule like that you can't be romantically involved with anybody at work. I I think if you meet the right person, no matter what anybody says, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And if she's really, really worth it, you just quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there you is. go. <laughs> or date her. Then whenever you guys get married, she can quit her job and be a wonderful stay-at-home Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Or he could quit his job and be a wonderful stay-at-home father. You or neither one of them have to be a mother or a father, and they could just <clears throat> spend time traveling because right. that's more cost-effective and fun you make a good point brother there's an opportunity here that you are missing (laughs) date her marry her quit your job stay at home play video games all day while your wife brings home (laughs) the bacon i don't know why you're trying to pass up this opportunity it's right in front of you snatch it or they could both get married and be completely supportive of each other's careers and continue to advance in their careers um also I'm a huge component of um, identifying your reasons behind dating. In the text, he says, I've been told by a few people mm-hmm. this woman I work with is interested in me, um, but I don't like the idea of dating somebody I work with, whatever, should I give it a chance? It's very easy for me, at least, if people are like, dude, this person likes you, suddenly I start liking the idea of being liked, and then as a result, I start liking that person, and I think that's kind of a dangerous place to be you know i've never dated somebody just just for the heck of it 
you know. But it'd be easy, you know. There's so many girls that like me. <laughs> right, right. There's right. a whole there's a whole batch of uh-huh. females in Springfield that would have just <laughs> oh. jumped at the opportunity to date oh me. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, all you yeah. girls in Springfield. <laughs> None of them are listening. It's fine. <laughs> but if you are. <laughs> He is single hey. still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously, if you're not interested in her enough to break your rule, I'd say just pass it up, you know? Yeah. And if you do start liking her, figure out if it's because you like her because she likes you or if you like her because she possesses the qualities in which you would eventually uh, like to marry. I don't think I ever dated anybody I worked with. Did you ever have a job before dating Jay West? You were like uh, 13 when you guys got married. Um, no. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I did have a job. No, I was not 13. Thank you for clarifying. When I got married, yeah. I was 19. <laughs> Six years later. Still very young. <laughs> um, I, I worked several jobs before I got married. Yeah. I worked at Pizza Hut. You worked more than me. I worked at, I did. I worked at Fashion Bug. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I went, went back to Pizza Hut after I realized retail was for the birds and then i worked at a security company really yes that's a lot for a 19 year old and then i worked at a daycare what part of you specifically do you think uh, causes you to not be able to hold down a job um i held down a job at pizza hut for a long time it yeah. was uh, me wanting to advance in my right. career and going someplace <laughs> else that paid me more money than my current location gotcha. <laughs> i'm kidding by the way Started working very young also, so I could, you know, help provide at home. Right. Thank you for bringing up all those terrible memories. (laughs) All right. Is that that good? We're done. We're done. (laughs) did you have any? I'm just thinking, keep your healthy boundaries. Yeah. Be fun, be jovial, build relationships, and still value that person. But keep your, your, your boundaries healthy. Keep your boundaries healthy. Boom. Water your hedge of protection. Mm-hmm. What well, does that I don't even mean? know what that means. <laughs> a hedge? Water yes. Your hedge what is that? I hear people pray that. I'm like, I'm, what? A what hedge is that? of protection. You because know what a hedge, a hedge is? Because a bush is the strongest That's barrier. That's strong. <laughs> Have you ever like, tried what? running through a hedge? <laughs> Have you ever I've tried running it. through a brick wall? You guys, you guys. If you're going to pray for a hedge of protection, just go all out and pray for the brick wall. No, listen. Wow. Why? You know? A That's hedge, what I'm asking. A hedge Why? Will be just a fine. hedge. A hedge, you know, kind of like a maybe protection, you know? Like, I kind of want protection, but not really. Let's just kind of see what happens. It's almost uh, like it's what it's saying. <laughs> does, anybody, <laughs> does anybody own a hedge? Can we please? Can, can we yeah, please? post a hedge? <laughs> no. Invite us to your hedge okay. so that Rebecca can try to run through it. We want to see this. Because I guarantee she cannot get past it. Well, I guarantee there's a chance I could get past it. No. Um, How? But I guarantee I won't get past the brick wall. I yes. prefer you not try on the brick wall, but the I hedge think, might see, be kind of fun. I might make it. <laughs> depending I could on the probably height, leap it. Depending on the height, that it would probably if you can leap a hedge, you can leap a brick wall if they're the same height. I think a brick wall would be easier to climb at the same height as a hedge. Uh, brick walls tend to be, you know, a lot higher and closed as well. Listen, if you got a big old, how hedge, about if you pray for a building of protection? Brick building of protection. How about a storm What's with shelter? You and br- bricks? A storm shelter of protection. I feel like a brick. You know, okay, instantly I was thinking, what's stronger than a hedge? A brick. Right. I, I could think plastic. That's stronger than a hedge. How about um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nylon? You know, uh, nylon stretched the same perimeter. That's probably stronger than a hedge. Uh, what else can I think of? For somebody um, who didn't know steel. what a hedge was this two minutes ago, you are I very, never very said I didn't know what a hedge was. You're very no. confident in the the weakness I, of a hedge. I, I have had a hedge outside of my house. That's why. Did you ever try to run through it? On accident. <laughs> yeah. And I made it through. You you made it through or over? Th- through. You went straight I through the I damaged the hedge. The really? hedge. Which means I was stronger than the hedge. Okay, Not true. add that to the list of things that are stronger than <laughs> an hedge. You can pray for Rebecca to protect Do not you. pray that. 
Rebecca is more sturdy than a hedge. <laughs> I think if you pray for Rebecca to protect you, I feel like that might be a form of... But it is stronger than a hedge. No. Next question. Gosh, I hate, I hate this. <laughs> Hedges are just fine, and you can water them, and it felt with the initial thing of... Whatever. I have a friend who's going through a lot right now. Mostly of her own, own doing. She won't pray for a hedge of protect. I'm just kidding. Uh, I almost spit up my drink there. I want to help. It's been going on for a while, and I get drained every time I talk to her. Um, how do I know when it's time to walk away? This is an actual text you're reading, right? This isn't your own confession right here, Nathan? No. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. Somebody texted this in. <clears throat> I have a friend who's going through a lot right now. Mostly of her own doing. I want to help, but it's been going on for a while, and I get drained every time I talk to her. How do I know it's time to walk away? Or when it's time to walk away? If you should walk away. I feel like I've jumped in on all of these first yeah. for, for all of them, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let somebody else jump in on this one. Though I do have an opinion. I know that surprises oh, you. Whoa! Springboard the opinion. No, go, go. This is go no hedge here, Rebecca. Are you it. sure you have an opinion? Go J for J it. JOS? I'm just thinking because in the honesty, I think we all can relate to that. Whether we're sitting here or anyone listening to the podcast is that we have that one friend. And we find ourselves in each of these moments questioning, am I really helping? Because every time... I encounter my friend, I feel like running. <laughs> okay, I think there's a, a sense of honesty with that. But deep down, we really do care about our friends. I was I was trying to think of who that friend was, and I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, Is it me? <laughs> what do I do whenever I'm that friend? <laughs> but that's the thing. It's it's a mark of a, of a true friend in mm -hmm. the sense that you're still there, but now it becomes the question of, but what are my boundaries that's helping my friend gain some momentum? Mm -hmm. Not that we leave our friends and abandon them in their struggle or their issue, uh, but there are ways that when we provide healthy boundaries, it helps them develop a framework they can start moving within and start gaining strength and momentum. And I think in the honesty of that question, because I think there's so much to that, but yet your role one is being a great listener. Two, providing those boundaries. And three, just an action plan and staying consistent with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a magic potion. It's just simply just being and being that friend. And I can't say that's an easy answer to say, yeah, I think you should depart your friend. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be there and then allow yourself to process. And then when you hit that threshold, man, I'll continue to be here for you, encourage you. But it's okay to say, I need to maintain, keep going in my routine for the day. Nothing from you, Nathan? No, I don't think so. Okay, I, I'll go ahead yeah, and jump in on uh, this. Yeah, what's your opinion, Okay, Rebecca? so I've have had several friendships like this that I've actually walked away from, so I'm really curious to find out, like, what is the right answer? And I, I didn't feel like you gave, like, a definite there, but I've had friends that um, were so draining to me where – where they had gotten into trouble like on their own doing and, and I tried to support them and be there for them. Mm -hmm. But they weren't like any advice that I gave them, they weren't like taking any of that advice. Like they weren't doing better for themselves. They just kept making decisions that just kept driving them further and further. And then they were like, like dragging on me, like completely draining on, on me. And I feel like it makes me a really bad friend that I walked away from any of these relationships. But this has like happened several times in my life where I really invested a lot in a friendship. And then they were just take, 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 take the whole time mm -hmm. with no improvement. And it was such a stressor that I completely walked away from the friendship. And I don't know if I just like did something wrong by completely abandoning a friendship, but man, it felt really good to like walk away and release that. Like I almost thought like maybe I'm not the right person to help them because I wasn't doing them any good. Like they weren't progressing at all. And mm. I was, 
degressing because sure. yeah, I was drained. I think that's another side to it because it can be very draining. And that's where you, if you have an objective with healthy boundaries saying, okay, if it gets to this point where if they're not taking my advice or, you know, at least considering those, I mean, you have to self-advocate for yourself. But if it's bringing you down as well, you got to make that clear because you're not a doormat. They're not a doormat, but you have to advocate for yourself. <laughs> but make it very clear that you're there for them. You love them. But if they're going to choose not to take action to the counsel that they're looking to you for, and it just keeps either repeating the habit or the issue, uh, then that's on us as friends to say, hey, listen, I don't know how much more I can say. And that's okay to be able to say, I'm just going to give some time for you to be able to ponder and think this through. I care about you, love you. But there's okay creating a healthy distance there because it can become toxic. And it sounds like from this listener's question, it's gotten to that point. That's, again, that's the assumption. Um, but I don't know if necessarily walking away is the answer, but maybe creating some distance that's healthy for that person that you care <coughs> deeply about to try and help figure out some of those action plan items. Make it realistic, that kind of thing. Cool. Cool. Yeah? Do you think that answers it? Yeah, that was about Grant. Oh, was it about uh -huh. Grant? Yeah. No, I can tell you some things about Grant. <laughs> 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 Grant's a great guy. We'll be on next week's podcast. Yes, he will. Woo. <clears throat> I'm excited for that one. I should probably uh, prepare for it. Yes, you should. Yep. Because yeah, Grant and I are going to be competing to see who is Nathan's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> Here's the joke. It's neither of them. Um, all right. Well, here's a... Awkward. <laughs> next question. Next question. Um, I've been feeling really discouraged and in a rut lately. What's some steps I can take to get out of it? I think this is the friend of the last question. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Probably that was not, it. Probably not, that actually. Um, yeah, but that's it. I've been feeling really discouraged and in a rut lately. What's some steps I can take to get out of it? Well, I'll tell you a, a, a quote that I've heard a number of years ago that I love, and it applies to anybody and everybody, but what I heard was, your future isn't who you hang out with. Hmm. Like who you surround yourself with. The influences, what you receive as far as words of encouragement, words that are cutting, whatever it is, what is influencing you. And we do know that discouragement is a circumstantial thing, but because it's circumstantial, discouragement is attached to the level of fear. And so it's like this, arm that exists attached to fear and it's something that we each as human beings obviously deal with because it's circumstantial um, but the good news is about surrounding yourself with people that love and care for you I mean part of their goal is to bring you up out of that hopefully I mean, that's hopefully a plan of theirs to help because if we're in a state of discouragement um, that's not helping us get to the next level where we need to go right. and so because it's circumstantial and it's attached to fear uh, I would just give some encouragement to say, you know, identify the source. What, where's that <laughs> discouragement attached to? What does that look like in a daily perspective and daily thought? Go ahead, Rebecca. No, no. All you're, right. You're good. I know, I know for me personally, I have noticed that um, discouragement and depression and just like overall like sadness and yeah. lack of motivation um, stems from what I'm maybe, maybe not what I'm doing, but what I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that whenever I'm intentionally doing things that maybe require a little bit more self-discipline, waking up earlier, maybe going for yeah. a run or even yeah. a walk or being hungry and driving home and making a sandwich instead of going by Chipotle on the way home mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I'm doing these things, then I'm not as discouraged or I'm not as depressed because I feel like yeah. I'm making progress. Yeah. And so for me personally, you know, those are the, on, on a, I guess a really practical way of like, if I'm feeling in a rut, then I kind of start identifying like, okay, what's going on right now or yeah. what's not going on that, that I was doing before, you know, w what's changed in my day to day yep. life from being happy or motivated to discouraged and unmotivated. 
It's like there's something in your rhythm or your routine that's been right. offset. Yeah, exactly. And so what is that? You just have to kind of go back and self-reflect. And you may not find out, oh my gosh, nothing's really changed. And you may just be able to chalk it up, just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's coming to grips with that's okay. But if there's becomes a continual pattern, then yeah, it's okay to say, I just, what's going on with this discouragement in my life? Yeah. What is that? I like what you said about the the friendships of who you're surrounding yourself with, because mm-hmm. that's something I didn't think about right away. Um, but it's something that I do that it, it's just built in within me. Like I just try to sa- surround myself with people who are going yeah. to encourage me because if, if I get on a rant about like complaining about stuff, it's easy for me to gravitate towards those people that are like my hype person. That's going to be like, yeah, this is horrible, but I know that's not right for me. And mm-hmm. so I know I need to surround, like when I'm in my lowest place, I need to not go to those people that I know are going to like feed that negativity, but the people who are going to be good listeners and that are going to encourage me out of that yeah. place. And uh, the other thing is like surrounding myself with those things that I know will help me get out of a rut. You know, just those things that I found over time, whether, you know, it's if I wake up and I'm just in a really bad mood, I'll surround myself <laughs> with the right music mm-hmm. or um, t- talking to the right people or even like going by Starbucks and like splurging <laughs> on a drink that day or something. You have a phrase for this. Seems to be every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just I I take care of myself. I do what I need to do to make sure that um, I'm I'm getting in the right place and in the right mindset because uh, yeah, there's a lot of things coming at us that we can sometimes we're yeah, and sometimes we're jealous about others or jealous for others. Uh, It's okay to be selfish with yourself in those ways. Like for example, like you mentioned the Starbucks. So let's say that that might be your thing. And you know that you don't do that often, but you know what? When you're having those days, okay, uh, that you just say, you know, today's one of those days. And just let that be a tool of encouragement to, like, set you straight and get you back on a, a, you know, a track that's like, you know what? May not be the best day, but I know that this isn't the end of the world. For me, I also noticed that social media does this to me, like can get Ugh. me discouraged very yeah. quickly because I'll just read mm-hmm. something and it'll irritate me or sure. oh, I'll get an email that bothers me. And so uh, then I have to cut myself off from that and say, yeah, yeah I need to walk away from that so I can get in the right mm-hmm. state of mind before yeah. I am ready to go back to that again. Yeah. It's hard to do that with work though. It is when you use social media for mm-hmm. for your job, but well, or if your job is the thing that's getting you uh, <laughs> discouraged, <laughs> it's hard to walk away. <laughs> you know, this morning I actually just super honesty time right here. I was I didn't want to go to work. Like I was sick from work yesterday, and even though I was home miserable, it was really nice to have a day off. And I was like, you know what, I would be okay never going back to work again. Like it was one day off, and I was like. Yeah, I'm good. I don't I don't ever want to go back to work again. So I had a really hard time when I got up this morning and knew that I needed to go to work and I was having trouble motivating myself to get there. Yeah. And immediately I was like, okay, no, what what do I do when I go to work? Like to to have a good day is investing in everybody else that's at work. Like, okay, my mission today is I'm going to be encouraging to everybody around me. And once I started getting that mindset, like I'm there to make everybody else's day better, then it changed my attitude about going to work. And I took some time and I waited in the parking lot for Sam so that I could like be the first source of encouragement when he got for work the day. And and not in like an annoying way, like where I'm just like overbearing, <laughs> like happy yeah. hopping around, but oh. just, you know, stopping and taking an extra moment to listen to a coworker yep. and what they're going through. Like I was very purposeful in listening and, and giving encouragement today. And that helped. I love that. Basically what you just did and what you just said there was confronting discouragement. You confronted it. Yeah, I did. You were like, take that. I was like praying well, for this hedge of <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, mm-hmm. there it is. <laughs> Against discouragement. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I burned that hedge down. With well, fire. that didn't turn out very well for you then, did it? <laughs> no, actually, it did. <laughs> All righty. Uh, last question. That's great. I really like that question. Yeah, that was really this good. This is one. the last Confronting question. Confronting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then recognizing that when you confront your discouragement, it also produces that discouragement is defeated because now you have an action plan of getting out of it and not deeper into it. That's exciting. 
take that discouragement. Mm-hmm. You little idiot. Yeah, well, that's okay. Stupid, that might work. <laughs> stupid discouragement. <laughs> you freaking stupid discouragement. Okay, now we're going to start slipping. Uh-oh. Okay, last question. Don't make me sing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. It ain't over till Jay West sings. Okay. And he's very shy. So. Yikes. Um, and I got good cologne. Yeah. No. <laughs> arguable. <laughs> it's arguable. Yeah. I think your cologne is great, by the Stop. way. Stop. From male to male. You want to ride okay. in a warm vehicle? If you went, with, we've already like addressed this. We're good. Pungent. If you're trying to Stop. attract men. No. That's <laughs> a good one. It's a good okay, one. Okay, need- <laughs> last question. No, wait. Here's Trend a question. question. Why do guys wear deodorant guys like and girls wear deodorant girls like if we use it to attract the opposite sex? I don't use my deodorant to attract the opposite sex. Is that what you've been doing all along? <laughs> no. I don't wear deodorant, okay? I'm trying to friggin' Is that how you're trying to get the ladies' attention? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bro, did you put on deodorant this morning? Nah, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Man, he's got the hedge of protection. I just use deodorant, so I don't stink, so I'm pleasant to be around. That that question makes a lot more sense in high school, I think. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Whenever all the dudes are wearing axe. Okay. Last question. This one seems a little bit targeted. My spouse is super sentimental about everything and refuses to get rid of anything. Yep. At what point is he, is he considered a hoarder? Get it? This is a great question. Man. Um, I wish I knew how to answer this. Recent. But um, sounds like something recent. Jay West, I, I bet you know how to answer this. I don't. One. Well, I think you need to clarify. Like, where is this question going? Okay, so you remember where, on the last podcast when maybe. we had that whole discussion mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the clock maybe. and all the stuff that Jay West was holding on to, and he was being super sentimental about absolutely. Everything, including a trash bag full of hats that he was like, no, we're keeping whoa, whoa, all whoa. of them. Trash bag? It was a trash bag full of hats, that remember? That is a... Because <laughs> I dumped the trash <laughs> bag of hats out, and then you, I forced you to sort no. through them. Anyway, and me. then your grandpa's sports coats. I was all reluctant. Of that stuff. Okay, so so <laughs> Nathan's trying to convince me to keep the clock. Maybe. And in that discussion, I was like, you know what? He actually texted me today and said he was taking all of the stuff to the thrift store. But then I said this. You know what? I bet before he took that stuff to the thrift store, he kept some of it. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty yes. of our packing. I open up a trunk in the guest room. To pack all the extra blankets. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do I find in there? Junk in the trunk. Yes. I knew it. He's been loading junk in the trunk. <laughs> that Jay West no. got a lot of I junk found, in the trunk. I found a fur coat Ooh. that smells like cat urine. No, hold on. Wait, I was it not. the cat? Did you put <laughs> did the not cat in the trunk? <laughs> the trunk was, no, it was vacant. I also of found a whole bunch living. of plastic <laughs> cups. Okay, they were KC uh, Royals, Nebraska Huskers. You know, these mean meaningful these, plastic these, cups. Plastic. Some of them damaged by the dishwasher. Ounce, plastic cups. Is that forty ounce important to you? It was really important because of Nebraska and the Royals. Okay, these are crucial points Parts in his life. Parts of our story that brought us to Kansas City, mm-hmm. living in Kansas mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. Moments with their kids, okay. moments was, with yeah. friends. He was very upset that I found his stash. 42. And I said, whoa, 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 you weren't supposed to find those yet. And I was on the phone with my dad. I'm like, dad, I got to let you go. Oh, no. And Rebecca's going, already sent it. I'm like, what'd you send? I already sent the snap. No, don't send the snap. That's 42 ounces of memories, Rebecca. <laughs> More than that, there was six times 42. So you got that many ounces of memories. That's a six lot of ounces cups. of memories. Six, 300 and blah, blah, blah. Six very important plastic cups. So so I sent the Snapchat to Nathan, like found them, and Nathan had a really, really good idea that, that John Wesley should, was, should take these cups to work with him legit. so that he'll have, have these cups it. at work anytime he needs, you know, to drink his memories away. <laughs> No, that's okay. That doesn't sound. I don't. You, I can't. I can't approve that. That's not. <laughs> I mean, we're talking coffee. That's great. I was talking about water. You're gonna put coffee, hot coffee, in a plastic cup. It that's would not. Advisable. It would hold. It's not fine. advisable. It works. It is just totally fine. fine. I did that every day at work yeah. for a while. You just also don't microwave, microwave it. on don't styrofoam, stop. Nathan. You gotta stop that. I that's bad. Fine. You can't do that. Box. You think you're stop fine, it. but you're not. My stomach is a cancer box now, dude. You are no, I'm fine. 
You watch. I'll outlive both of you. That's because you're younger. You are. That's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My whole family microwaves styrofoam. You're going to be That's standing over our graves. Proved you wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there in my wheelchair. <laughs> With your cancer. With my cancer lung. Or whatever. Oh, it's a it lung. Your stomach. Man. No, <laughs> I plan on, I plan on heavily, it's spreading. heavily oh, smoking my in my goodness. future. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't. From the burning <sighs> The, bur the burning hedge, the burning of, protection. hedge of protection. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Nathan, uh, you're so funny. But no, that's a great idea. Also, Rebecca, that's yes. called compromise. You don't want the cups. What? Jay West wants the cups. Let's find a middle ground. You know what? I take the cups to work out of my we, sight. Like spent of half sight, of, of the mind. podcast discussing this last week. I have done so much compromise. You don't even know no, how no, no. painful this oh, has been. We got three no's over no. here. Because <laughs> compromise insinuates that there's some sort of reciprocating gift. Like, Ooh. if you get to keep the cups, then I'm keeping that. That's compromise. Okay, I let you keep a lot of no, other no, no. stuff. I, that's three no's. It's like Michael. He says, Pam, 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 Pam. It's like that. Okay, I was trying to make Are the point. Are you comparing yourself that these, to Michael Scott? <laughs> it's probably the best example. However, uh, in the point of those cups, that was the memory. Your argument is not very strong. But it's here. not compromised. It's incredibly strong. It's finding the happy medium. You know what? It's I, identifying the I specialness. I let you keep your 50 <laughs> coffee mugs. Wait, whoa. I have 50? Holy cow. 50. You got me. And I'm let good. you. I, okay. I think that's an also, also, exaggeration. Okay, hold on. I need to tell about this this whole fight part. Okay, so he was <laughs> he was not happy that I found his stash. Do you know what he did? Stop. He he yelled his his Christian curse word. Okay, which, which was is, I believe like sack, sack of, of ants, ants or something, or and maybe cats. I he, can't remember. <laughs> he threw his all his plastic cups across the room. Yeah, but he left this Whoa. one coffee mug that I tried Wait. to get rid of. Because it's a McCoy. Okay, it's, it's a it's, <laughs> it's a, McCoy, a McCoy, which McCoy, apparently McCoy, is a really expensive brand of something. mug that he never uses because it's awkward to drink out of. Got anyway, it from the thrift store. I don't know if it's he a gold knows fine, this, okay? but after he threw his cups, I was so upset. <laughs> That he yelled sack of ants and threw his cups that I grabbed his McCoy out of the trunk and I threw what it after him. Yeah, I came, like, went boink, boink, boink. It, like, like, bounced at my ankles. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just chucked the cups with my left like, hand, like Tim Tebow against the wall. The ceramic and McCoy. I was like, I, was like, I don't even care if this shatters right now. Yeah. In fact, this would prove my point. Also, would not make it back to the trunk bum, if it shatters. Bum, 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 right along Benefit. the floor. Gosh. And then I slammed the door and said, leave me alone. You and I was like, guys. hey, honey, hey, you through my McCoy. Not ready to talk to you, but right Rebecca, you were this angry that he kept that he, cups? No, that he yelled sack of ants and threw it, it across the room. It was the attitude behind he was, it. He was mad. Wow, that's confession. He was mad that I found his junk in the trunk. That's what it, he was mad about My hedge it. of protection was burned down. As okay? if I had control over finding his trunk. stash. Rebecca, sometimes. And I was being jovial about it. Like I was, was laughing about it. And and then he decided to take it like next level serious and throw his cups and no say his Christian curse word. So no, I threw his no McCoy at him. <laughs> take your freaking McCoy. Very out of control. <laughs> the point is, Rebecca. Yes. Sometimes you notice the junk in the trunk on accident, but it's oh, not yeah. too late to divert your eyes. Also, the McCoy must have been good quality because that thing did not break. Hey! Now you can... <laughs> Not drink out of it at work. <laughs> My church family is going to be like, where do all these cups come from? <laughs> no, they're going to be like, whoever got these cups, brilliant. And they're big enough. And like, they're big enough to hold lots of liquids. Yeah. And here's the great thing about those cups. <laughs> if, you're, if you're one of those people that is just constantly drinking yeah. water, you know, you're like trying you. to quit soda. Yeah. You're trying to quit soda, like so you're well just constantly consuming. Well yep. You don't have to go back to the sink multiple Except times with those big cups. after 40 ounces, you got to refill it. Well, how quickly do you drink 40 ounces of water? Depends on what's in it. Oh, water? <laughs> Not very fast. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a Starbucks refresher? Mmm. Minutes. Minutes. <laughs> Stuff's like crack. Wow. On uh, next month's Shock Therapy Live, we talk about breaking Rebecca's refresher addiction. Yeah, I think that would be very much noteworthy. Just four weeks away. What is your vice? <laughs> Starbucks refresher. Thank you so much for listening to the Nathan Beck's podcast, Shock Therapy Live Woo! with Jay West. Pastor Jay West. Crockett. Get it! 
Shout out to Lansing First Southern Baptist. Grateful for everyone who participated this week. Submitting your questions. Grateful for you being here. Man, you guys are awesome. Nathan and Bex, podcast show? Yeah, we don't show, know. Podcast. It's confusing. Someday it'll be a show, but for now it's podcast. Or maybe never. Facebook page says show. Podcast says podcast. No, 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 no. We didn't coordinate. SoundCloud says show. Facebook says podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you it was confusing. Oh, Here's my thought on that, though. In case we ever do go live on radio, we can still take our Nathan and Beck's show and uh-huh. use the same SoundCloud link, and we don't have to change there anything. There you go. So there's that. Okay. That is the shock therapy live round two. Your questions answered. Thank you so much for listening to the Nathan and Bex podcast. We'll be back next week with Grant Miller to settle some friendly disputes. Who is the BFF? Me. It's not. Well, (laughs) let's find out. Who knows? We'll find out next week. My name's Nathan. That was Pastor J. West. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm Bex. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.